Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Same 24 Hours podcast. This week, we are doing daily community meetup meetings online um, every day at 12 Eastern Standard Time. You can join us. Go to swimbikemom.com forward slash meet to get the address to join online via the Zoom meeting. So for those of you who cannot join, I thought I would repost the audio only versions of these meetings this week. And we may go beyond because these seem to be a whole lot of fun. So I hope you enjoy this episode of the Same 24 Hours podcast and say, stay safe and stay healthy. And we're all in this together. Hi, and welcome to the Same 24 Hours Podcast. I'm Meredith Atwood, author of the book, The Year of No Nonsense. I'm a former attorney turned writer, speaker, and Ironman triathlete. Although right now, all I really like to do is lift weights. We all have the same 24 hours, but it's what we do in those hours that leads to our greatest health, happiness, and success. It's my goal to crack the code on a life of less nonsense so we can all make the most of our 24 hours. So let's get started. So today's focus, thank you, first of all, so much for joining and being a part of this. Um, Life is so crazy right now, and I just thought it would be nice to have a community meeting where we could see each other. So yay to all of you who have your video on. It really does feel great to see humans that are not my children. (laughs) Other humans are good. So thank you for taking the time. So we're going to talk about relentlessness today. That is our topic. And to start off with, well, first of all, we're going to have a visit from my daughter and the lizard is getting put back every day. He can stay in his house all day long until I go on a live segment and then he comes out. Okay. I need to just put him right there. He's fine. Okay. Great. All right. So I want to start off. I was listening when I was on the Stairmaster (laughs) to the Jagged Little Pill Broadway soundtrack. You guys, when New York opens back up, we should take a pilgrimage. That is like the most awesome, awesome soundtrack. And then I heard the song that I would be good. And that song was like my favorite, favorite Alanis Morissette song. So I'm on the Stairmaster and I'm listening to the lyrics and I'm like, you know, like most people do crying <laughs> while working out because the lyrics to this song, I remember they have even more meaning for me now as an adult, knowing the childhood I had. Um, but to hear them now, it was really powerful. So what I want to do to open up this community meeting is yesterday we took a full minute of silence for gratitude. I want you all to close your eyes unless Missy, I think you're driving. Let's not. Um, I want you to close your eyes and we're going to take a few moments of silence just to ground ourselves in gratitude. And then I want to read the lyrics of this song. And I want you to think about what it means if you were good no matter what and the beautiful thing is we are but we have so many conflicting messages from our past from our current life that tells us we're not good 
And I want you to sit there for just a minute before we get started and slow down and close your eyes and think about what you're grateful for today in this crazy world that's literally on its head. What do you have to be grateful for? And I encourage you to think as you're thinking through the grateful things that you are good just as you are just as we are right now. That I would be good. That I would be good even if I did nothing. That I would be good even if I got the thumbs down. That I would be good even if I got resentful. That I would be good even if I gained 10 pounds that I would be good even if I act like a child, that I would be good even if my hair stays wild, that I would be good even if I stopped standing by, that I would be grand even if I was not all knowing, that I would be loved even at my true self, that I would be good even when I am overwhelmed, that I would be loved, even when I am fuming, that I would be good, even if I lost sanity, that I would be good, either with or without you. You can open your eyes if you'd like. So as we are in this place of goodness, because we are all good, I want to read you this quote from Amy Tan. I came across it yesterday. And this goes to the theme of being relentless. I did not lose myself all at once. I rubbed out my face over the years, washing away my pain, the same way carvings on a stone are worn down by the water. So the question is, how do we recover ourselves? How do we do this? And everyone knows I'm really into the daily stoic. Any of my life clients are like, here we go again. Well, that's right, because it's good stuff. But yesterday's was really powerful. And it kind of grounded me in what we can be grateful for. And it said, hold sacred your capacity for understanding. For in it is all that our ruling principle won't allow anything to enter that is either inconsistent with nature or with the constitution of a logical creature. It's what demands due diligence, care for others, and obedience to God. In other words, that's Marcus Aurelius, so that's a little steep. <laughs> but Ryan Holiday translates, the fact that you can think, the fact that you can read a book, the fact that you're able to reason in and out of situations, all of this is what gives you the ability to improve your circumstances and become better, even though we're just good as just the way we are. It's important to appreciate this ability because it's a genuine ability. Not everyone is so lucky. Seriously, what you take for granted, others wouldn't even think to dream of. Take a little time today to remember that you're good, that you're blessed with the capacity to use logic and reason to navigate situations and circumstances. This gives you unthinkable power to alter your circumstances and the circumstances of others. And remember, with that power comes responsibility. So I asked Lorraine to share her story today.
because one of the things that I have learned about Lorraine is that if there is a word <laughs> to describe her, it would be relentless. And in this current culture we're in, there is a sort of low humming fear. And I feel it, and I know everyone else feels it too. And I like the idea of relentlessness, not in a way that like, we're here to just, you know, mess things up. We're here to like fight and be crazy, but in a way of quiet relentlessness, of steadfastness, of steadiness that we need right now to believe in ourselves, to know that exactly where we are is where we need to be and that we are good. And so with that, I would like to turn it over to Lorraine and I'm going to unmute her. And welcome. Hey, everybody. And uh, I see some familiar faces, and I'm grateful for that. Uh, some of you know my story. Um, some of you may not. Um, my story is, is this. I'm 60 years old. I live in a small town in, uh, in central Illinois. And uh, a little over three years ago, um, I had been drinking. I went to my computer. I, oh God, wanted to lose weight once again. And um, I happened on Meredith's um, nutrition group that she was going to do. And I had done one super sprint um, triathlon years before that, albeit very slowly. And I thought, oh, maybe this is my path out. Maybe I, I can uh, finally lose some weight and do a triathlon. So I started in that nutrition group and I don't know, a week, 10 days or so into that. Uh, Meredith, uh, one of the lessons was on things we cannot moderate, things we cannot moderate. And uh, sugar was one of them. And uh, the big one was alcohol. And I was like, holy mother of God, that is me. And I knew it was me for a long time before that. I knew it was me. And, uh, but I didn't know how to get out. But um, this woman, our uh, Meredith, um, you know, I had such respect for her. She was a Iron Man. And I'm but I thought, oh my gosh, She's a lawyer like me. She's a triathlete, and maybe this is my way out. And uh, it was maybe three weeks later um, that day. It was a Friday, and I probably had a dozen drinks that day, starting at 7.30 in the morning. As soon as the garage door went down, I had my first drink. Um, when the garage door went down, um, I knew everyone was gone in the house but me, and uh, that was my last drinking. Uh, I drank everything that I could get my hands on, everything that was in the house, and um, I decided that, that was going to be my last day. That was it, and that was my last day. Um, that's my last day, a day at a time. It's my last day, and uh, the next day. I went to a spin class, I weighed about 280 pounds, almost puked um, during the course of the spin class because I was so unfit and overweight. And I came home that day uh, from that spin class and signed up for a triathlon. 
sitting in my sweaty clothes. I needed something to grab onto. I needed some hope. I need something to grab onto. And uh, I kept going. And uh, it was that day that I quit drinking, I, it was like something else exploded in my head. Um, it was, I decided I was uh, done being controlled by uh, my significant other. And uh, that first day of not drinking, um, I heard a lot of badgering. Uh, Why you're not drinking? Uh, are you in trouble on your job? No, are you not prepared? No, blah, blah, blah. I, uh, that was the first time I had the strength to uh, just walk away from it and say, no, no more. Um, so it's been a very interesting journey. I did do that triathlon um, some three months after I signed up for it. Uh, I was, was probably last or close to last, but it, it didn't really matter to me. Um, but it's been an interesting journey. And um, fortunately, three weeks after I started in the sobriety, uh, Meredith um, started the Grateful Sobriety Group. And um, the powerful connections I've been able to make in that group uh, have been incredible. Um, but yeah, relent relentless is my word. Relentless, um, that no matter what happens, I'm not going to take a drink on a good day or a bad day. I'm not going to take a drink. Relentless in um, peeling away, uh, peeling away the onion, as Meredith would put it. Meredith coaches me. She knows I've had my ups and downs. Um, that, but I just keep, keep at it and. I, I was reflecting on relentlessness, which is really Meredith's mantra of keep moving forward, right? It's really just to keep moving forward no matter what. I was reflecting on that. And uh, one of the things I was thinking about was uh, an analogy to uh, my friend Monte Sujatha, who is a Buddhist monk, who I asked him one day, um, Bonte, why when I meditate can I can't I empty my head? I'm supposed to empty my head. He said, "Rain, you'll empty your head when you're dead. You know the thoughts are going to come. You'll <laughs> empty your head when you're dead." And it's sort of the same with peeling that onion and keep trying to uh, become more whole and more human. That journey is going to continue for the rest of our life, and it should. And so we're going to do our journey imperfectly. We're going to have our ups and downs, but just to keep at it and just keep keep focused on that in whatever way we can. Some some days are going to be easier to do that than others. Meredith knows probably more than anyone. Um, that I've had my ups and downs, but I just keep, keep at it. And, uh, you know, to stand in your truth, to uh, find that where you can say your truth. And that's why in Grateful Sobriety, when I, when I post there in that group, not everything is pretty for me. You know, sometimes it's up and sometimes it's down, but I just, uh, because I think it's important for people to know that 
sometimes the journey is ugly. Sometimes it's pretty, sometimes it's ugly, sometimes there are mountains, sometimes there are valleys, but we just keep, we keep, we won't walk in. So um, that, that's my story and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> and Lorraine, oh, I like to open. Lorraine turns. I think it's Irving. Skydiving. One day you'll be at 14,000 feet with me. No way. My so, one quick question before you go. When you see yourself in a position that you need to re refocus and kind of reground yourself, what is some of the stuff that you tell yourself? What are some, how do you do that? What is that process like? Um, I have found uh, the journaling um, to be tremendously helpful uh, and just that I'm going to be okay. Uh, like right now, all the uncertainty that's going on, um, you know, I, I really do try to look, you know, practice that gratitude and say, you know, I, everything is okay, that no matter what, everything is okay. And uh, I, I wouldn't say I'm a different person. Um, I've let the person who I am come out. And when I look, when things are rough and I look at how far I've come, that is also tremendously helpful in, to say, you know, I'm, I'm certainly better off than I was four years ago. Um, everything is okay. And uh, to, you know, reach out, get connections. If things are really rough, reach out, you know, send somebody a message, uh, call somebody up, um, post on your forum, do, do whatever it is that you need to do to, to be okay. Thank you. Thank you, Lorraine. Um, all right. So I want to open up the floor. Let's see, Dawn, I think that is important. We aren't different when we decide to let go of something. We let that person out who we were always meant to become. That's really awesome. Nice job, Lorraine. Thank you for sharing. I want to open up the floor. I know this is such an odd thing to, you know, raise your hand and speak, but anyone who's done AA meetings knows this is the name of the game. We share our stories. We have connections, we have community because of it. So if anyone would like to take this opportunity, just type in the chat and I'll, I'll unmute you. And the good thing is this is a great forum to practice your public speaking. So if you're really nervous <laughs> about talking to people, this is a great chance because if your heart is racing right now because you want to say something, but you're like, oh, I can't. Yes, you can. This is a great opportunity. This is how you get unnervous learning to speak in public is doing things like this. I don't even get nervous anymore. And I used to get really nervous, really, really nervous about speaking in public. And I've done it enough now that it, it's, it just totally doesn't phase me. Um, so if you're nervous, like raise your hand, let's talk. Does anyone have anything to share? Like what's going on? What are, what's worrying you? And, and just get it off your chest. Cause just raise my hand, Heidi, where are you, Heidi? Okay. 
Hi, you are unmuted. Hello, Heidi. Hi, how are you? Good. Um, thanks for, um, this is the second one of your meetings I've attended. And so thank you for hosting these. Um, and Lorraine, thank you for your story. So I am only um, 10 days sober on my, I don't know how many have tried, um, but what's interesting to me is that um, when I go to these meetings, I hear a lot of people who've been sober for a while seem to be struggling with this um, you know, situation that we're all in together. And for yeah. me, I'm finding it the opposite. It's incredibly motivating. It's like a chance to get back to some real basic healthy habits. Um, and I did sign up a month ago. Yeah, almost two months ago, I signed up for a triathlon in August. Um, I too did one like 15 years ago. Um, and I now have gained weight mostly from all the booze. Um, so I guess I just wanted to reach out to my fellow people who've been at this a lot longer than I have and just say thank you for your inspiration. Um, as a newbie, I'm, I'm really excited. Um, I have the same stories, everybody, you know, the same embarrassing, horrible stories. Um, but right now I feel so much healthier in terms of how I sleep and how I feel in the morning and, and the cravings are not too bad. I just keep saying to myself, well, if you drink, are you really, is that going to really help the situation? Right. And obviously it's not, it's not going to make me feel better. So, um, I think just, just a huge thank you to everyone because it's been really helpful to me. And um, hopefully I will be back here in August having completed the triathlon if everything yes. goes well for everybody. <laughs> I love it. Congratulations, Heidi. Thank That's you. awesome. Thank you for sharing. That's such a good point. Um, and, and I think, you know, no matter what's going on with your personal life right now, this is a forced opportunity if you look at it as a forced opportunity. Um, it's an opportunity to connect with who's under your roof, even if that's just you. And it's an opportunity to reset your house, house goals, your health goals and house goals, perhaps, because it's really hard to get junk food right now. <laughs> it's really hard to, you know, unless you want to invite it into your house. But, um, you know, it's, it's easy, you know, easy actually to do the next right thing for yourself right now. But we're too busy being concerned with how busy we should be or have been to take the the realization that now is the time to maybe go to bed earlier or sleep a little bit later and drink a lot of water and clean out your pantry and, and do these things. So no matter what's going on with, with your jobs, with, you know, finances, all of it, there are opportunities, but in order to see the opportunities, you have to kind of embrace the obstacle is the way principle which is this giant obstacle is the way to the next step and the way to work through exactly what we want. So Heidi, using this opportunity to be grateful in, in your sobriety and, and feeling that peace. And because and, I was actually telling my husband last night, I thought, oh my gosh, because they're pretty much locked down Massachusetts now. We're, we're almost we're pretty locked down. But I, I asked him last night, I was like, do you know how crazy I would be if I had to stockpile booze for like <laughs> three weeks? <laughs> if I had to have enough booze for three weeks and you and me and to make sure what if we needed more than two bottles a day each like that's like 100 bottles of wine like where would we get it and I just thought what a gift is it that I don't need to do that at the moment so um so yeah looking on the bright side so anyone else like to jump in 
Jeff. Yay, Jeff's here. Hold on, let me unmute you. Hold on, let me remove Heidi as a speaker. I think I'm cancel spotlight. Jeff, why can't I unmute you? Let me see. I did oh, it. There we go. There we go. Hi, everybody. I'm Jeff. I'm an alcoholic. Hi, Jeff. <laughs> and um, I don't know if I'm supposed to say it. That you can. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, whatever but, you want. Um, um, I'm calling in from uh, Woodbury, Connecticut in the Litchfield Hills. And um, I, my sobriety date is August 10th, 2002. I'm really happy to be on this meeting. A little intimidated by all the fierce women on this call. <laughs> and, um, but I think that's great. I, um, um, my, my full name and title is under there. And I apologize for the formality of that, but we use Zoom all the time to speak to people who are, um, have legal issues. And so I put it there so that um, in case law enforcement is um, on the line, they know it's a confidential and privileged call. So it's just part of the, because I'm a uh, prison minister. So I am, uh, I'm really, really grateful to be here. Um, I've uh, made it a, uh, uh, I've made it part of this journey now to work on myself every day, to go to multiple meetings a day. My home group has a meeting at 7 a.m. and Greenwich has a uh, meeting every morning at 7 a.m. And um, I've been outdoors. I've been um, mountain hiking and doing laps in the backyard if the weather's not quite there with my dog and um, trying to be of service to as many people as I can and um, put the oxygen mask on myself first. Um, I could get lost any day in working on other people's problems um, and ignore what's best for me and start getting into all kinds of bad habits. And now I just, for the last week or two feel very mindful, very present. And uh, my story is, um, is similar to uh, um, the lead today in that, you know, I, I hit rock bottom and uh, my story is uh, I've also been to prison and I was disbarred. So um, I've come back from most of that now, but um, difficult. And I think what all those difficulties have done is prepare me for life's challenges and we're in the midst of a huge one and I'm calm and I'm able to just have the perspective that I've gotten through um, so much with, um, with God's help and with the help of my, uh, my fellows, mostly in the program that um, this is not gonna be different. So um, I'm hopeful. So that's it for me. Thank you, Meredith, for allowing me to be here and for allowing me to share. Thank you, Jeff, thank you. And we're recording another podcast tomorrow. We are, we are. I keep saying it so I remember to wake up because I've been <laughs> you know, the sleeping thing and I'm like, oh my God, eight o'clock, what is this? So, okay, um, does anyone else like to share? What's going on with you? Maureen is shopping. Hi, Maureen. <laughs> or wait, what is that? A puppy? <laughs> is that a chicken? What is that? Um, okay, well, I will wrap up if no one wants to share. I um, want 
to want you to know that I appreciate your support as much as you may or may not appreciate mine. Um, but I love to see your faces. It is very isolating. I work from home all the time, but to not be able to go to my gym and see strangers, meatheads, bros doing their squats, I just feel really lost. <laughs> so it's great to see faces. Um, I wrote a poem <laughs> and I'm going to share it with you. I have not written poetry in years, years, like not since my teen angst. Um, and it's not really like that I wrote a poem and I just wrote some thoughts and I was like, Hey, that looks like a poem. I think I'll read it. Um, but just to share with you, because this is a great time to not only be relentless for sure, but to explore these parts of ourselves that we just haven't had time to explore. We haven't had time to, to give a moment to, I mean, one of my clients, I won't name who sent me a text this morning and said she loved lifting weights and she had no idea how much she loved it. And, um, like, wow, because probably because we've had some time to slow down and, and to explore what we have in our house. And so, you know, take this opportunity to do that. Oh, wait, Dawn, you've got something to share. Oh, good. Sorry. Raise your hand. I, I definitely want to hear from you. Okay. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Good morning or good afternoon. Um, this Friday, I was actually supposed to have a, a public speaking engagement um, for Women's Health Month. And so I had, of course, prepared remarks and done all that and was disappointed when it was canceled. But I want, and the, the subject of it was how I made my journey from multiple cancer survivor and um, also um, addiction to triathlete. And Part of my remarks were based on um, a podcast, um, a, actually a TED Talk that really affected me deeply, such that I was listening to it on one of my runs and it just stopped me dead in my tracks, as does Meredith's podcast at time when she's interviewing guests. I'll be like, oh my gosh, I have to stop and really listen or play that again. And the, the author of the TED Talk or the speaker was Dr. Sandeep Jauhar. And the title of the TED Talk was How Emotions shape the, Change the Shape of Your Heart. And Dr. Johar is a cardiologist. So he's a doctor, an MD, all the credentials. And he um, gives a really interesting talk about how it's been uh, biologically proven that um, emotions change the shape of our hearts. And um, I won't give any more away because I want to direct you all if you, now that we all have a lot of time on our hands to listen to that because it really um, it really affected me and everything that he said is absolutely true particularly those of us who are negotiating sobriety um, so I encourage you to kind of give that a listen as well as uh, Johan Hari's podcast he talks a lot about um, connection being the opposite of addiction and that and many of you who I've been privileged to spend time with or talk to have um, heard me say that before. And he also he has a TED talk about that, as well as about depression and anxiety. So um, as you have time, I encourage you to reach out and um, give those a listen. And um, hopefully, uh, I think my event is going to be rescheduled for August. So I will have a chance to deliver my remarks. But in the meantime, I'm still going to be listening to my podcasts. So thank you. Thank you, Don. Bonnie says you have a great voice. I agree. Oh, thank you. It's, it's, a, it's like a, 
yeah, it's a radio or something. I mean, you definitely are in public speaking for sure. I Unlike love mine, public. which has been reviewed as one star <laughs> and monotone and a female ER. So yay, oh, book review. I love, <laughs> yes, I love public speaking and I'm fortunate that it's a part of what I do for a living. So you're great at it. Um, thank you. I so I have got to figure out what's going on with this Zoom meeting because I have got like over two hundred people that <laughs> have registered and they like can't get in. I don't know. I don't know what you try to. I do know sometimes it. like go to meeting and those ones have limits on how many people. Yeah, you but I upped it. I upped my limit um, and paid the fee and I did all the things. <laughs> so I'm like, so I think um, I'm gonna have to check that. There's Maureen and her blankie. <laughs> oh my goodness, you're adorable. Thank you, Don. You're welcome. All right, does anyone else? We have plenty of time if anyone else feels moved to share. And if not, we'll have tomorrow. And well, we only have today, actually, if we're being real. <laughs> we only have this moment today. Now's your opportunity. Oh, someone's trying to buzz in. Okay. All right. Well, if no one else would like to speak, I will close us out with a few words, Rain Wilson, who plays Dwight on The Office, um, had a great quote in um, Tribe of Men, hold on, Tools of Titans, I'm looking at the book. Um, if you guys haven't heard of this book, it's awesome. It's a huge Bible. There's Tools of Titans and Tribe of Mentors. Tim Ferriss did a compilation of people and um, it's really cool. There's a lot of good gold in there and I wanna interview everyone on <laughs> in that book. But Rain Wilson said, I don't want to sound like a pretentious asshole, but I would ask people to dig deeper. We can make the world a better place. We can ask more of ourselves. We can do more for others. I think our life is a journey. Dig deep on your journey and the world will benefit from it. And so part of the reason that I'm doing these meetings is selfish. I'm doing it because I become cagey and jerky and self-centered and whiny when I don't help other people. I, I don't, um, I, I just become very self-centered. And so I'm doing these so I can remember to do something to give back. Um, even though I have a bunch of life clients and I do talk to them a lot, it's, it's, it feels like I need to do more. And so I think maybe if you're, if you feel that way, if you feel a little cagey, um, look and see how, how you might want to reach out to others. Oh, Bonnie, do you want to talk? I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Since we got a couple of minutes, I know I'm going to say talk Friday, but I just want to say hi to everybody. I'm in Canton, Georgia, just outside of Atlanta. And um, I, um, I'm kind of excited about this time. I know that sounds really weird, but just like Meredith said, it's very introspective. Um, figuring out what works for you, what doesn't work for you, we're kind of forced to. I told my husband yesterday, I said, how thankful are you that we are alcohol free? And he said, so thankful. So I'm just, I'm just um, hopeful and expectant of good things to come from it. Um, not naive. I realize this is a very serious thing, but um, I'm excited to have extra time with my family. I'm excited to spend more time in prayer and meditation. And so I just, I'm hopeful and encouraged and I'm grateful for people like Meredith who actually put action to their words and for providing these forums so we can see each other face to face. And so I just hope you're all encouraged and it's good to see all you. Thank you. So you have to tune in on Friday and hear Bonnie's story. So we come 
together from the ghostly past of weightlifting. That's how we know each other. <laughs> so, um, and Bonnie has a children's book coming out and what a great time to publish a book, Bonnie. I know. I know. I know. So, <laughs> oh, wow. yeah. so we will be here to lift you up and support you in your online beats of, of promotion because I, I am feeling this, <laughs> this fun time of ghosty, ghosty promotion as well so to talking with you on friday for sure all right yes, friends, thank you i'm gonna close this out with um a couple words to live to live no promise of outcome no promise of glory no praise no stars to live no promise of prosperity beauty lack of pain or joyful days to live no promise of bliss, exactly that which we desire. Our ways, sometimes only the highways. We choose to live because we choose to see, to fight, to be relentless. Made for the present. Rooted in the song we know from long ago within ourselves, though faint it may be. Be still, listen, rise, and fight. To live is to be relentless. To live is to be you. You have this inside. To live is to be yourself. You are life. We go onward. So thank you all for joining me. And I hope to see you again tomorrow. And if not, um, I will put these up on the same 24 hours podcast so you can listen whenever. And I love you all. Take care. Thank you for joining me on this episode of The Same 24 Hours. Remember to rate, review, and share this podcast. It really matters. I appreciate it. See you next time.